Welcome back. And yes, you are very lucky. There is another Tippy Tap. And you know what, Murray? Last week I started a trend I think I really love. Releasing Tippy Taps in the morning. Sunday morning. You surprised me. Yeah, I was kind of like, I was looking. I was like, what? what?" And I had to rush scramble to put my tweet up. Think about that. Scrambled. Scrambled eggs. Everyone's getting up on Sunday mornings. They're getting out. They're finally uh, uncut bacon to smoke it outside. For hours and hours, and getting the eggs ready, get the paper, get the don't coffee. spit in that egg. Don't spit. <laughs> you'll get that's that. A, that's a you'll callback. Get that to Wednesday. A, it's a callback, but it's not a callback because you'll learn about that Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, another tippy tap because you know what? We just love spoiling our audience. More content. That's what we say. And I always say we shine on our tippy taps. You motherfuckers need to start listening to these. Yeah, speaking of uh, us shining on episodes, everybody, come on. I know it's extra work and it's homework on the weekends. You need to go listen to that fucking very special episode we did. Uh, 21 Jump Street. Learn about suburb punks. Mean streets and pastel pastel houses. houses. It's the most accurate punk documentary we've done yet. Right, yeah. And it was a documentary. Yes. So... But Murray, we have another incredibly special episode today. Of course, we're going back to Baywatch Nights. People know this because it's right in the title there. And uh, not only is it just us, because when uh, when you're doing Baywatch Nights, we, they cover a lot of the cryptozoology. They cover a lot of different topics that are just just outside. Paranormal phenomena. Paranormal. Very much X-Files, but not X-Files at all. Not at all. Because they're still lifeguarding uh, and we make sure to, we make yeah. sure to pepper that into this episode, but we're no experts on mythical monsters. There's right? one thing we're not an expert on: it's mythical monsters. Yeah, and especially we're, we're we're not very well versed on werewolves. So we had to reach out to another Golden Globus Theater uh, Merman Productions field agent who is exactly that. He is a limp. Like lichen, lichen, a lycanthropist. A lycanthropist. He yeah. specializes in werewolves. He knows every fact about them. He taught me what nards on werewolves even means. I heard that come Did up. He, in a where movie. are they located? Are they located the same place that humans nards are. Uh, you know what? I'll introduce them. This is our <laughs> field agent, Chris. Chris, welcome aboard. Hello, hello. Glad to be on the show. Well, it's glad we're <laughs> fucking thrilled to have you here because Maria has brought up a very wonderful question. Where yeah, are they below the waist there? Where are they hanging? Uh, well, they are about where you'd expect them to be. Um, okay. Maybe not quite uh, three inches from the ground, but uh, <laughs> as, as was demonstrated in, uh, in uh, the Monster Squad, if you kick him right in the groin, he, they're there. Just got to kick him hard enough yeah. to feel them. So they're still sensitive, like human testicles. You can't get kicked there without I would a tear. They're even more. You think? Oh, Wolf yeah, it's a bit like an Achilles sense. heel. Uh, they might be indestructible oh. everywhere else, but they're especially weak there. Okay. And if you you got steel cap shoes on and you kick them on, on Wolfman the nuts, death. Shit. Yeah. Now every, have... every professional like uh, like anthropist uh, knows that they have to wear silver uh, tipped boots. Oh, right, of course. Yeah. Now, have the werewolves evolved in any way to adapt? Because, I mean, we learned about nards in the 80s or something. So I imagine there's been a lot of nard kicking since then. Have they, like, evolved some kind of 
loincloth structure to wear, like cod piece to wear over it, or no kind of evolution like that? Well, um, I'm, I believe that they could probably get away with some sort of cod piece. Uh, truthfully, cod I have not okay. been, been up close and personal to one, so I, I don't quite. Uh, you okay. don't just walk up to You're them not... and say, hey, my, may I inspect your nards before a right. cod piece? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Also, it'd probably be difficult for him to get uh, uh, get through uh, metal detectors on uh, uh, sneaking through uh, uh, onto an airplane that way to, to cross oh, country. Shit. Or in uh, in the case of uh, of uh, the monster on this week's episode, uh, take the transatlantic um, truck route. So they're they're incredibly clever, is what you're telling me. They may not have adapted some kind of tortoise loincloth shell <laughs> well, to hide yeah. their balls. I mean, Griff, I think 30 years isn't enough to evolve biologically, so I think they're going to have Okay. To... I, I don't know what to expect out of you know these mythical monsters, though, that aren't so mythical, because you just pointed out they're smart enough to know our airport security. I'm, I bet TSA agents are werewolves right now. Yeah, they could have somebody on the inside there. And um, I want to get a little bit in your background before we go into some of the people I suspect of being werewolves. Now, did you get started on this path, I believe, because of Howling 2's Christopher Lee, (laughs) Stefan, was it Stefan Crosco? Uh, I'd like to say that that uh, that I had. But uh, honestly, I've always been a a bit of a monster kid um, ever since Mm. I was little, just Grew up watching okay. uh, the Universal classics like uh, Wolfman, uh, especially Creature from the Black Lagoon. I particularly like that, and any other sort of, uh, sort of um, like lake monster or swamp monster or something. Okay, there's got to be a Baywatch Nights with a Creature from the Black Lagoon. They're lifeguards. They're life. <laughs> you I want to say the first weird? one out of the second season where they completely swapped the tone to uh, to Monster of the Week. Had some sort of uh, of sea monster or lake monster uh, that, of course, had migrated from some European country somehow. Um, but yeah, I, I skimmed through that one because I was specifically looking for one that had some sort of funky rubber monster uh, to to suggest. And that one, I don't think you ever even see it in that episode. Oh, it, come it just on! Just ripples on water and camera effects. Oh my god. What a so, tease! Yeah, ended up go, ended up, ended up agreeing to uh, to to do the uh, the apparent Wolfman episode. Now you mentioned before, and I meant well, I mentioned before that you're you're down in Texas, and yep. I uh, I had to do a little bit of research myself because I was like, why would uh, uh, a like lycanthropist like yourself be in Texas? And then I learned. Texas is lousy with werewolves. I didn't understand it. They love all the freedom that's down in Texas, the no taxes, the separate power grid. They love that. <laughs> and so I have a few people I'm suspicious of. You don't have to say, because you're down there, I don't want you to out yourself here. And maybe you can hint at someone not on my list that is, you suspect of being a werewolf, if it doesn't you know, give, give away your location or anything. But here's some people I suspect of being a werewolf that are down in Texas right now. All right, shoot. Ted Cruz. Mm. I mean, when that beard came in... He looks like Eddie Monster, and Eddie Monster was a werewolf. Okay. That just just writes itself. Okay. Yeah, he does also look a bit like like some sort of house dog in the face. (laughs) 
He does it. <laughs> he definitely he does. has that pathetic pube beard. Yeah. Yeah. He's a oh my god. And he was trying to travel during the whole winter storm and everything. He was trying to go infect other people. Oh my god. Okay, it all works out. Nolan Ryan is my second one. There's a reason he can. He's the the, the fastball express. I'm pretty sure he's a he's a werewolf. That's why he was so good of a pitcher. Such a good pitcher. Excuse me. It's kind of like Teen Wolf, where he was a great basketball exactly. player. It's exactly that. That's my logic. So Bro. again, you don't have you don't have to confirm this. I don't want you to out yourself. Yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny that uh, he got That's right. where he Which is. Which is pretty today. much him confirming it. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm gonna say Dirk Nowitzki. Is a Ooh. German werewolf in Texas, and that's again that's uh, why he plays basketball. We learned, we know from Teen Wolf, all the all werewolves are great at basketball. Oh, oh my God! Of course, I don't know what a German. Yeah, he, he did what? come from Europe. Yeah, there and you go. Maybe a, he brought it to Texas. He probably yeah, brought he a different strand. Yeah, he he could be the uh, the progenitor of that particular line. Okay. He is a Zargtha. There we go. <laughs> yeah. And my last suspicion. Big fucking Tex. There's a, re- there's a reason he's so statuesque. It's because he's a werewolf. I don't even know who Big fucking Tex is. Mm. Uh, yeah, Back Big on. Tex. I was actually just thinking about him the other day. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, nah, nah, he... Uh, him, I can confirm, is not... Uh, not a werewolf, but I can tell you that he's basically, uh, basically the Texas golem, uh, made from <laughs> from uh, shards and other things that comes to life and keeps uh, keeps uh, the the vagrants away from the fairgrounds <laughs> with big success. Excellence. Well, you know, uh, I think there's you're onto something that Texas is a haven for werewolves because. You can buy as many bullets and guns in Texas as you want, but silver bullets are illegal in Texas. A lot of people don't know that. Holy shit, I did not know that. You've been yeah. reading Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh. I've been writing shit on Wikipedia, and then I read it. How hard is that to work around, Chris? Uh, well, you got to go out into the boonies where uh, there's very very lax restrictions and hardly anybody there to, uh, to really enforce them. Uh, a oh, friend of mine right. often that jokes sense. that if you wanted to hide a body and you were just go to Wise County, um, but uh, yeah, uh, they could if they stick around the main metro areas, they could probably probably slip under the radar and not have to worry too much about about silver uh, bullets. That's probably why there's a big proliferation around them. Oh, okay. Uh, why hasn't Walker Texas Ranger done something about this? Uh, he's he's too. Yeah, he's he's also yeah he is retired, but he was also too busy uh, uh, taking care of Bigfoot in that one episode. <laughs> he's the, <laughs> Bigfoot was a lie, so now he believes all of them are lies. Okay. Now, yeah. is there anybody else that we should be suspicious of before we get into the episode? Uh, Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, you got Joe Rogan down there. Yeah, uh, we also have Alex Jones. Uh, last time, oh I checked. Jesus. Yeah, I mean he's pretty ravenous sounding when he gets going. So yeah, maybe he, uh, maybe that's his werewolf side coming out. Man, if they like, I was worried about them evolving a shield for their nards, but if they've evolved to the point where they can spew the shit that Alex Jones spews, holy shit, the evolution yeah. is insane. Yeah, I mean, no, they, we've they're got not just they're not just uh, physically dangerous now. They can 
They they can spread confusion and and, uh, and problems in all sorts of places now. They've gone to the web. There's, they're sophisticated monsters. They just mind fuck you. Right. They don't even like kill you anymore. We're so, of the mind. He, <laughs> that sounds terrible. So now that we're completely terrified that werewolves are not only amongst us in the U.S., but they're everywhere, let's get into this episode where we're about to learn there's werewolves all over the world. And they're traveling, like you mentioned, Chris, by trucks that somehow cross oceans. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Where is? I'm bad Sorry. at geography. Oh, uh, Slovenia? Yeah. 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 Is yes, that down Slovenia tucked away is... there in Canada or something? <laughs> yes. Yugoslavia yeah. is yeah, let's right go with that. east of, yeah. of Canada. <laughs> yep, Yugoslavia I don't even know what your Hungary question is. bordering Canada. That's right. Or you, Southern Yugoslavia is. Is that down there? Well, South Yugoslavia America? doesn't exist anymore. It's a bunch that got broken up because of what? the Serbian War. We have Serbia. We have uh, Bosnia. Herzegovina. Are you saying this episode was political in some way? Yes, there's a mention of the Serbian War in this. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think we're ready to get rolling here. So we're at truck stop, Griff. Where all, very long opening. This is the first time we've uh, had shady shit happening at a truck stop. This is not a dock. This is not no. an abandoned well, warehouse. I, trust me, a lot of shady shit happens at truck stop. Well, I think everybody assumes. I've heard that. a lot of lizards, but I haven't heard of <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I swear I've also I still don't know what they are. <laughs> no. You don't want. To yeah, well, yeah, you, you don't want, you don't want to know where their nards are. <laughs> so we see a truck pull up. We've got a lot of fog machine going on. It's scary. I thought they pulled up in penitentiary uh, uh, prison or something. Come on. <laughs> and we see a, a raggedy homeless creature. He's yeah. wearing raggedy clothes. Tattered cl- I mean, maybe he fell a couple times when the truck was driving. He's a hobo lobo. Bro. He's a hobo lobo. <laughs> he's got the little bindle. And he's, he, he's like the fucking uh, Bigfoot creature from Big Trouble Little China. He's like hanging on the fucking semi. Hey, was it the Pork Shop Express that stopped? Is Jack Burton a trafficker of werewolves is what I'm trying to ask. Shit. Uh- I think it would be an unwitting trafficker of werewolves. You just accidentally pick up some uh, uh, pick up some hitchhikers along the way without knowing it. Sort of like how uh, how hobos are attracted to trains, right? So this, I mean, if he were willingly doing that, he'd be a coyote for wolfmen, right? <laughs> There's something funny about that, but I can't I, I can't approach the humor in a good He's way. He's Wolfman Jack. Burton. There we go. My dad joke for the day. So we we see. Like, Holy shit! There's this creature. Cut away to an alley. <laughs> wet as shit alley. Why are alleys always sopping wet? <laughs> Why do they always have burning barrels? <laughs> because that's how hobos warm themselves. Yeah, if you pause it at just the right frame, you can see somebody rafting down the veritable river of water going down the middle <laughs> of the alley. Right, it's not raining. Is there many canals in, like, Los Angeles area? No, they hardly get any rain. That's the thing. Except their alleys get, like, deluges. Apparently. So we see two kids, two uh, homeless kids on the run. And if kids. you're reading IMDb, oh, no, never mind. This this character comes up later, but still, this kid, if you're reading IMDb, this kid that we're going to be focused on, 
You would say this kid's name is Lily. Right. But no, it's pronounced Lily. Lily. Did that irritate you, Chris? Uh, yeah, it took me a while to figure out if they were addressing him or somebody else, because there's no way that could possibly be a human name. Um, but yeah, also, if you looked at his IMDb page, uh, he, a few years later, ended up playing, uh, the role of young Hercules in a, in a TV show, um, that had a ton of bad CGI monsters. But yeah, he, he actually... Um, actually had a little bit of a career for a while as a result of... Well, maybe not as a result, but uh, <laughs> stepping out from this. Get me that Baywatch Nights kid. <laughs> he had the perfect fucking quaff hair. And to make it even more the confusing, there's a girl named Billy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, but yeah, that, yeah. that is why I was so confused early on. Like, is she Lily? Because that sounds, I guess, sort of sort of like a, a like a young girl's name maybe if is like a nickname or something but no no he's he's lily um huh uh, so, <laughs> so let's go back to our canal river deluged river of a canal or Very a alley moist alley with lots of hobo fires going a lot of hobo fires and when you see these two kids they're probably trying to score drugs they're scum they're homeless they private molested we okay since we've had such a jarring cutaway, we don't know where this truck stop is. We don't know where this alley is. No. How are we supposed to connect these two? Bad directing, I say. Yeah. Speaking of bad directing, the director should be thrown in jail for abuse of the Dutch angle because <laughs> this entire show is shot in Dutch angle. Yeah, it, it was. It was fine in the in the beginning with the spooky parts because that's when you're supposed mm-hmm. to start using it for when things are eerier. Or off kilter, yeah. quite literally in this sense. Uh, but no, it, every almost every single scene, even if they're just talking to people in broad daylight, it just goes whoa back and forth. And it just—if you wanted to get seasickness uh, from a from watching a TV episode, this would be the way to do it. I mean, I'm here. Thank God we got Mitch Buchanan to rescue us. I take he's a I, lifeguard. I happen to take some drama meme before I watch this, so I was good. Yeah, I I'm I very almost had to. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! Do not watch. We and Murray months ago, April when uh, uh what was the big pay per view for WWE? WWE? WrestleMania. Oh. When we watched like, like one or two matches of WrestleMania, that is the most jarring editing photo. Oh my God! They just cut and cut and oh my God! They're all over the place, just like I am right now. <laughs> So we have all these Dutch angles happening. Yeah. We're we're seeing a lot of inspiration from well, and never mind. That's alluding to something that's happening later. And we're of course hearing snarling, <laughs> just <laughs> fucking gnarly snarling. And the guy's like, "Hey, did you hear that? No, it's yeah. nothing. What are you talking about? I just hear a hobo jerking off in the corner. It's no <laughs> <Right>. big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like." And then we get, I think we get a shadow of uh, Zargatha Vision. It's, <laughs> it's similar to Terminator Vision. That's just red. Yes. And it, yeah. and it goes back and forth. And yeah, I guess then his head is on a Dutch angle, too. Yeah. Yeah, and we get, so we're getting the POV shot of the Zargatha. Yeah. He's not a werewolf. He's a Zargatha. He's like a Zargatha. And he just attacks one. I think Lily like throws his friend into the guy and then takes off. Yeah, Lily does this thing where he hates his friends, and so he dumps his friend. He trips him, 
And then he takes off, and so uh, his friend gets murdered. Gets his throat ripped out. Yeah. But Lily makes it uh, to some kind of, like, child youth youth shelter. Youth shelter? Yeah. Hostel type thing. Okay. And so he's running in, and there's Cindy there, whose name I thought for the whole episode until the very end when Mitch finally says, Cindy, come help me. I thought her name was Donna. I thought her name was Sydney. Sydney. That, too. I feel like these fuckers are fooling me. Because, again, I'm reading Lily, and they're saying Lee. And, oh, my God, I can't see And then I'm that. wondering, is she a regular? Is she a lifeguard, too, who spends her nights at a youth hostel? I, I don't know. We we brought she's just a generic blonde. We brought a lycanthropist when we should also have a uh, Baywatch expert on his blondologist, well. <laughs> a blondologist as well, and a bimbologist. <laughs> and so uh, he's just like, no, he was killed. She's like, oh, it was a dog or something. No, you're gonna be okay. Maybe you need to go home. Maybe you go back and get my butt least. warmed up. <sighs> No, thank you, ma'am. I'd rather leave on the streets than go back to my home. Oh, man. So, Cindy's comforting him. She's saying, like, his scream can't be that scary. Like, you haven't heard me scream yet. I'd have a terrifying scream. I would pierce your ears. And he's like, okay, well, whatever. What are you going to do if he busts in here? Because this guy loves kids. I've seen him. Fuck up some kids. He's got to come in here because it's all kids straight in here. Straight pedophile. Yeah, Sorry straight up. love young meat. He, I've seen pictures of him partying with Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think Epstein disposes of the bodies? <laughs> oh, my God. He doesn't, have a, he doesn't have a trash compactor. He has a Feeds f- him to Zargathas? He has Zargathas. Yeah, That's how it got to America. On Epstein Island. It's oh like the trap from Return of the Jedi. He just hits a button, and uh, and the kids go down I... a chute into a Zark the pit. Exactly. They start mouthing off. I've alerted the press. You know, I went to Ken Klippenstein, and then they go, "Oh, you did." Button drop. Fucking uh, Zark thud. Whoa, Zark thud. Zark thud. Because that's the noise when you yeah. hit the ground. Okay, so she's like, "Look, look, you little twerp." The silver uh, letter opener. <laughs> if he comes here, stab him with that. Oh, I go to bed. Oh, boy. So then we meet this butch girl named Billy. Hey. Hey, uh, Lily. What's going on here? <laughs> well, there's this, this, this wolf man. And he's got nards. Sounds like some fucking stupid shit to me. Tell me more about these nards. Can you cup them? Are they inches from the ground? Is it like old man where they're sagging all over the place? Or and she comes in. He comes in. Enough nard talk, kids. And when I, you guys get started on your nard talk, you're up all night. Lights out. Oh, my God. So she turns the lights off. Lily, he's trying to go to sleep. And it's like, did a hobo get in here again? Yeah, I mean, we've all here seen Nightmare on Elm Street. So I was convinced this, <laughs> this was Lily's nightmare. Lily's nightmare. Is anybody else fooled? No, I was not at all. Oh. I did think it was it was weird that he got in the so quietly, the Zargtha. And yeah, I he actually have a theory on, on that um here in the next bit where he uh, where they leave. Oh, okay. But yeah, we'll so make sure to get in up. there. Yeah, so so he wakes up uh and there's the Zargtha eating one of the other kids on a on a bed. Um does he call for help? I don't quite recall. But he does immediately he and Billy immediately run out into the exact same alleyway that they were in just a few minutes ago where the other kid got killed. Yeah. So I think that the uh, that the, the front door 
uh, to the kids' shelter was in that alleyway. So he just, rather than freak out at the sight of his friend getting uh, getting eaten alive by a wolf man in an alleyway late at night, uh, he just calmly goes back into the uh, into the the shelter that is right there, just mere feet away, and just goes to bed. Yeah. So anyways, and, and they don't call the cops. That exact same alleyway. Yeah, and nobody right. goes for the cops until later. <laughs> like, I mean, you you hear people say, like, yeah, whatever, you don't snitch on, you know, your neighbors or anything. So does that mean that the Wolfman is their neighbor and they're like, we can't snitch on him because we don't want cops involved? You think you would snitch on a fucking Wolfman, but... They killed his friend. Yeah, exactly. Ripped his throat out and fucking shit on him. He just dropped his nards on his face. Tea bagged him. Wow, it's so, awful. So basically, Lily and Billy haul ass. They trip over the body of the friend because, well, like you said, the alley's right next door. Bill freaks out and Bill runs one way. And, right, and like Lily's like, go to the beach. Apparently, he knows something about Zargthas. They hate the beach. I can't. Sand and shit I can't wait to get into the 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 ground. That Lily travels through here. Well, this is my theory because we said Lily is a bizarre name. Maybe it's a common Yugoslavian name, and he knows all about the Zargthas. Maybe. So he knows you go to the beach. Because how many beaches are there in Yugoslavia? But we follow Bill, and she has gone down, and she's tripping over again. Hobo's she's in a jungle. There's a jungle, apparently, in downtown. Well, she goes the wrong way, yeah. and then she hears snarling, so she runs back the other way. And uh, Leal is 10 minutes ahead of her. So we have him cutting through a jungle, and then we have Bill cutting through the jungle, and she's got the snarling right behind her. Why the fuck are a city, like an inner city, got hobo fires, we got the canals, we got the fucking rivermen floating their boats down through, and then we cut to a jungle? It's like uh, in the, when they remade Assault on Precinct 13. Like, the original took place in L.A., but this one took place in Detroit. And in the remake, there's a forest in the middle of fucking Detroit. I love it. We have so Central Park in the middle of Detroit. So it's the same kind of mentality. There's a jungle, if you know where to look, in right. the middle of L.A. And That's what the song Welcome the Jungle is about. <laughs> How you go from the yeah. Zarkha almost killed Axl Rose. <laughs> Yeah, I guess all those alleyways just lead lead straight to a jungle, which then leads to the beach. Um, but I do I do love how Lily, uh, before they even run off in opposite directions, says, "No, we need to go hide. Let's go to the beach, the wide open <laughs> beach." How much he knows that's the weakness of the Zarkfa. I guess so. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe he knows something that the, that we as the audience do not. Uh, right. Maybe he's like, I'll bury myself in the sand, and the Zargathal will go right by me. Yeah, maybe that, I don't was, know. that was his plan all along. It had to be. It had to be his plan. So we're following them. They cut through the jungle that's very thin. It's a thin jungle. It takes yeah. them five minutes to get through it. And then they're, <laughs> they're on the Baywatch beach. Yeah, and he just cowers underneath uh, patr- like, uh, the lifeguard patrol tower, yeah. tower, and Billy gets her throat ripped out. And he watches. Well, he hears it. He doesn't yeah. see it because he doesn't have night vision. Dark night. Moon's night. So this is like 10 minutes, and I'm like, where the fuck is the Hoff, man? I thought this was Baywatch night. Like you said, longest cold opening <laughs> ever. Yeah. Then we I get the fucking credits. Yeah, I was surprised. It was literally, uh, we're not exaggerating either. It's literally 10 minutes before the uh, the actual opening credit scene. <laughs> yeah. 
that beautiful theme song. It's great. And, and like Hoth looking brooding. There's like a, a wolf wolf head. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say the awful taxidermy <laughs> that just they slowly turn and the eyes are pointing in different directions and shit. Oh, Very my God. Unnerving. I love it. So next day, we're finally getting Mitch and Ryan. Yep. And Ryan. I thought they were they were. <laughs> so we don't like we were just discussing this. We have no idea who Ryan is. Is she a lifeguard too? Did she work? Just does the investigation? Like you said, we need a babologist or whatever you call a bimbologist. it, a bimbologist to tell us more about Baywatch because we don't know Ryan. Ryan is wearing a very tight shirt right now. A little bit of midriff showing. He's got some perky. Perky. <laughs> Coffee makes me perky. I'm so, I'm going on my own little thing. Yeah. She's got she she's got a Baywatch body. Is all I'm trying to say. Baywatch, babe. Yeah, and uh, she's and showing she's, it off. She's on the phone. She's bitching about. She's like, I got the general. You can fix my fucking car. You know, eight seven seven general now. And she's like, they're like, sorry man, you need car shield because you're tranny as fuck. Jesus Christ. And and Mitch oh. is like, look, I got it's daytime. I got my lifeguard. Because Mitch never sleeps. He's solving paranormal crimes at night, and he's saving lives by day. He's like, my shift is up. And he's like, just take them. Take my suburban. And she's like, thanks. And then just he says that, he's going to have to throw the keys. We get a fucking 4.5 on the Richter scale earthquake. Yeah, I have to I wonder, know, like, how often do the earthquakes happen in these episodes? Because it's like every five minutes from this point out. Yeah. And it serves no purpose, like, plot-wise. No, it like, does. 100% it does. Well, no, I'm just saying, I, it, you would think they would tie into the werewolf somehow, but it doesn't at all. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, it's happenstance. Just, it just happens. Yeah, it just happens and eventually leads into a... It, well, we'll get into into what it leads yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. Like, I definitely... I think you guys are going for the same thing I was. I expected it to be like the evil of the werewolf's presence was causing earthquakes or something. something. But when they finally got to why they have the earthquakes, I was like, really? This is what we're doing? Uh. So Ryan drops him off for his shift at the old lifeguard tower... And she even says, why are you doing this still? Like, Because it's like December or some shit. She's like, nobody's fucking on the beach. She's like, that's why I love it. Yeah. I have plenty of time. I can catch up on my reading. I can masturbate out in the open. No one fucking knows. Count Sam. Uh, he can do what he wants. Yeah. There you go. Right in the breeze. So it's like, that's why I love it. She's like, okay, whatever, Mitch. And then she looks out the corner of her eyes. She sees the edge of the jungle. She's getting ready to back up. She backs into a mailbox because... I'm sorry. I'm not saying this. This episode's saying it. Women drivers. So she fucks up the bumper. She looks over. She happens to notice a couple of feet dangling out of some uh, some ferns. She checks it out, and it's Billy. And Billy's dead. And she checks the pulse and everything. The throat's ripped out, but she still checks the pulse. <laughs> yes, and the you got to do your due diligence. And she's like, Mitch, get over here. What is this? He's like, oh, fuck. I guess I got to get somebody to take my shift over. It's time for some Baywatch nighting. He mumbles to himself the lyrics to Baywatch. Some people will in the darkness. And he's like, well, a dog did that? Got to be a dog. Pit bulls. They're dangerous. Yeah. All the people around here, they're all like, yeah, I rescued a pit bull. But they don't know how to train them, so they're murdering people now. And, and then Ryan's like, yeah, look over there. There's some footprints. But, but they're like like animal prints but but animals don't run like that 
It's crazy. And she finds a little tuft of hair and puts it in her pocket. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to smoke this later. And she puts now, it away. How real is this evidence being uh, licking thrampists? <laughs> The wolf shed hair uh, just, like, crazy like this? Yeah, Bigfoot does it all the time, so I don't see why a werewolf wouldn't. Um, I mean, you've seen this all the time in your field studies. Yeah, yeah. We oftentimes find uh, find big tufts of hair just stuck Uh, in a footprint. Um, I also like how the the footprints are both side by side as if he were standing still, and they just keep going like that. So it's as if he were just bunny hopping, like a Chinese vampire. <laughs> hey, he's a Chinese vampire, right? Oh, that's a good call, Chinese vampire. So maybe, maybe he's not from. Maybe he's from China. I don't want to get. I don't want to say. You don't want to even yeah. say. Okay. Well, I want to ask. That's Chris, the reason why Chris carries a lint roller with him all the time. So all that werewolf. I was hair. just gonna say. I want to know it's from everywhere. Chris's personal experience. Being, he's got an eye for this detail, finding werewolf hair everywhere. Where's the weirdest place you've seen hair werewolf hair? Like. Maybe you were at Subway getting a fake tuna sandwich and opened up, and there's some werewolf there. Uh, yeah, I once had one in a pizza. Uh, now, oh. funny thing, there is a, there is a uh, a pizza place out near where I work, and the guy who who runs it is Slovenian. So maybe there, maybe I should investigate oh. and see if maybe he knows anything about Zarkus. Maybe he's, he's like- got one back there as the cook. Yeah, what see- you need to do is just go. Hey, Lily! And if he moves his head, yeah. you know something's up. There's got to yeah. be some. I see. What, I like what Chris is doing here. He's still keeping his, uh, you know, undercover here. He right. didn't say, yep, he's still being coy about it. He knows. He knows. I know. Well, he's going to tell us all about it off air, everybody. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mom's the so word. So, Mitch. Mom's the word. Mitch does the responsible thing, calls the police. Yeah. As we've learned through all these movies, police don't give up. They can't be bothered with crime. I mean, we went into the whole fucking rigmarole with, with Chris, or Joe. I'm, I'm so glad Chris's name isn't Joe, so we don't have three guests named Joe. But uh, North Carolina Joe told us, hands tied, we went through the whole thing with Class of 84. Cops have a we theory. learned it with Death Wish. Is this like, can you handle this? Can you please handle your own case? And he's like, this is this is this is a homeless kid who gives his shit. Literally, the detective tells them, "You think people really care about this? This kid's not making covers. This is not OJ. This is not OJ Simpson's wife found dead." Right. He actually, they do actually name drop Nicole Brown. Yeah, like, that's an important person, an yes. attractive, rich white woman. We solve those crimes. Yeah, we don't care about homeless people. And so Mitch is like, you know, I heard that Navy SEAL dogs <laughs> use are, are prone to attacking people and ripping their throats out. Do you think that could be it? And if you had video uh, footage of us doing our podcast, you know the symbol of a cop who has his hands tied. He crosses his wrist and he holds them up. So while Mitch is just kind of throwing theories out there, he's crossing his wrist. He's throwing his hands up. Hands are tied, Mitch. And he's going, yup. Yep, that's probably it, Mitch. You're yeah, right on yeah. the case. I've heard that too. Navy SEALs train dog to bunny hop like Chinese vampires on their hind legs and chew out necks. You're right, Mitch. Very condescending. Right. And Mitch is like, oh, well, I guess problem solved, mystery solved. I'm going to go back to my room. I'm just going to go lifeguard again. <laughs> so yep. He goes up there and he notices, he notices the lock has been tampered with. So he opens it up and Lily's like, ah, don't tag me. He's like, what the fuck's going on here? Duh, Wolfman! Wolfman getting nards! What are you going on about, little boy? Have, do you know what's going on? No, I don't know anything. 
I don't know anything about kids with their throats ripped out. Nothing. Yeah. By the way, Leal is just walking down the beach, pretty much getting into a sprint here. And Mitch isn't going to stop him because that's a little too aggressive for Mitch's style. So he's just trying to well, he's wrap still with him. on the, uh, the, the uh, sexual offender list. So he doesn't want to. He can't go 50 Mitch? yards. Yeah. Mitch. How did that happen? I don't, it was a misunderstanding. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a previous <laughs> Exactly. It's a Baywatch episode. Again, we need the Bimbalos. So Lily's like, I'm not going to help you at all, but I will tell you this. It's not a dog. <laughs> and then, yeah, Mitch yells at him. Is it a dog? It's not a dog. Not even a Navy SEAL dog? Not even that. Not even. And you see him fade into the jungle and just again. just about to grab that, that, that Lily. Another tremor. This is where we get some beautiful Star Trek acting, though. Remember on uh, the Enterprise, whenever they would get hit by something and yeah. they'd all have to, and it was a steady cam, we get Ooh. to see Mitch do his yeah. own Star Trek Hoff acting. is a master of that. Yeah. He is. It was incredible. Yeah, he just grabs the railing of the, uh, of the guard post and just starts shaking it. I love that. Uh, yeah. So great. So Mitch calls up Ryan because we know she's the genius lab tech of the of the uh i don't even know baywatch knights investigation i don't know what they're called yeah so she's in her lab with like all the fucking bunts and burners you know like every like cliche thing you could think for a mad scientist she's got the fucking uh thing where it's like the antennas where the electricity goes up oh yeah it looks like dr frankenstein's lab and she's got green shit and beakers red shit beakers everywhere she's got fucking hair not even on a slide. This is no. literally the hair just underneath the microscope. I it doesn't mean, have it Murray. padded down at all or with a with a slide no. or anything. It's just it's just she just stuck the tuft of, of werewolf pubes underneath the microscope. <laughs> right. We're just a couple investigative journalists and we found this offensive. Chris, I mean, you had to be like yelling at your TV when you saw this, this lab in air quotes. It's not it's not fucking uh what are they when when they have it clean from everything, it's not. It's just an open lab, right? How how infuriating is Ryan's lab? Oh, I had to get up, uh, put it on pause, and then go seal myself inside of a dark closet and just sit there and and meditate for about three mm-hmm. hours before I could get back into it again. God damn! I'm sorry. I'm sorry to put you through that for this episode. We need it. We need it to get your understanding of everything though. So I'm sorry you had to go through that. Uh, sacrifices must be made. Yeah. People don't understand how hard investigative journalism is, but this is, this oh. is the, this is what we have to put ourselves through. And you know, everyone knows lycanthropy is our blind spot. We, we were experts in everything, but lycanthropy. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, that's why we have our field agents. Yeah. So she's like, Mitch, I'm just looking this, eyeballing this. This isn't wolf hair. Or, <laughs> this isn't dog hair. This is wolf hair. Which wolves are dogs, but as apparently she knows the difference. I don't know. That's great, Ryan. I don't give a shit. I'm done. I've served my shift. Come pick me up already. Ryan agrees, and Mitch starts fucking off somewhere when Teague pulls up. And now Teague is a regular on this show. But he only serves the purpose of showing up to be like, you don't think that's real? Yeah, he's been on a... Yeah, he also walks up and makes a point of mentioning that he knows that... He knows about Lily hiding inside of 
the the watch post, even though he just drove up and it was literally just a few seconds ago. And uh, so you, you kind of have to wonder, how did he know that? Uh, and then they fucking throw in the X-Files scary tremor music again, because how did he know that? And then how did he know everything about Zargathas? He's just been researching them, too? But he does yeah. info drop on us here. Do you want to go through the info drop, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, he, he doesn't go through multiple options. He just immediately drops, yeah, we believe it's a Zargtha. It's from Slovenia. The Mountains of Slovenia, and we think that due to the Serbian war over there, uh, they're migrating over here to L.A. And, I mean, a shadowy figure showed up in town two weeks ago, and suddenly, homeless children are being eaten alive, buttholes torn out, rips thrown out. I I, I don't even know what to say about the bridge, because they're not under the bridges anymore. And when kids aren't under, under bridges... My badge is on the line. Is he a detective? I just made. I a have no idea what Teague is. I, I, he's been on every one of our episodes. Yeah, but... he's got a leather jacket. He's probably the CIA. Yeah, yeah. he he's sounds a, official. He's an exposition drop. Is all he, he is, is an exposition he drop. He literally can park his car anywhere he needs it to be. Because we show, we see him pull up on police sites that are cornered off to the public. He just parks his car on the beach in the beach at one point. So. He does. He really is just a man between worlds. He shows up wherever he wants. Mitch is like, I still think it's Navy SEAL dogs. I am not buying it. He's like, well, if you don't believe me, how about you believe that sexy little blonde in the in the passenger side? It's Cindy, who maybe she's a regular on this show. Maybe Mitch and her know each other. We don't know because he's only seen three episodes of this show. I, she's seen something about her. Seems like a regular. I, I got that vibe from her. So yeah. Teague's like. I'm going to meet Ryan up at the lab. You two search the streets. Look for Lily. Oh, no. Ryan and Ryan shows up to pick him up. Ryan and T go to the lab. Is she in the suburban? She's in the suburban. Of course she's in the suburban. Come on. Didn't get that tranny fix yet? She has not got that tran fix yet. Okay. So Ryan and T, because they're the nerds of the group. They go back to the lab. They're not going to use slides. They're going to fuck with Why are they doing it? They can analyze it again? I... I cross reference with Teague, like he's they, a, that's definitely not dog here. They both already believe it to be true, and they're going to be the ones to go back to reconfirm the evidence. But uh, Sid, Cindy, Cindy, I was going to say Sydney, and uh, and Mitch, they're going to hit the streets because they're going to look for Leal. And Mitch, is this where Mitch puts on his white suit? Oh my god, that white suit! Yes, it is. And I want, I'm just say. Not many people can pull off one pop collar, but Hoff always has two pop collars. He had a polo shirt on with a collar popped, and then he had his jacket, a white jacket with a collar popped. Um, guys, confirm for me. Same alley? Same exact alley. It's wet as alley. fuck. Exact same alley. Do you want to take us to that alley, Chris? Yeah, they, they were just driving by, and then it was like that scene from Pulp Fiction where the... Uh, like, the main character basically just walks in front of their car, and they're like, oh, it's the guy we're looking yes. for. And he, and he's back in the same exact alley, uh, complete with uh, trash fires and hobos. Yep. And in the middle like, of the day. In the middle of the day, and they yeah. have trash fires yeah. going. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a neon tattoo sign that's just hanging above, yep. uh, above a door in the, in the alleyway for some reason. Oh, my and, God. And that's actually one of the ways you know that it's the same alleyway, because in, um, in just about every other scene, out of the, they tried to frame it out 
but you can see the edge of it in some of the other previous scenes at the start. Right. And, I just uh, so I love there's it. just there's there's goth chicks, there's tattoo people. This is the filth scum of the earth. I love I, milling that, in this. Isn't that just the best when it, they're trying to give you like here's filth people, hobo fighters, a guy with sleeveless <laughs> mittens on, tat neon tattoo sign, a goth girl, chick with a head shave, oh, same my chick God. from that Twenty One Jump Street episode. Oh, oh yeah, she was there. She grew up a little. Yeah, slam dancing. Filth. Filth. <laughs> I need to see this sweet little naive boy warming his hands above a hobo. Just a little part. bowl cut. Yeah, exactly. He's got a he's got a little can of beans. He's warming up over the fire. And Mitch goes, "Hey, put on those beans. I got to talk to you about a Zargtha." And Lily just hauls ass. Oh, uh, we get the greatest, slowest chase scene I've ever seen on foot. I would have liked to have seen this in more movies. Almost as slow as Red Brown's running and uh, oh, poor Red. in an alley as well. Well, maybe something about an alley just makes you slow down. Maybe. Well, he does have a lot of jerking off homeless people to elude, and there's hobo fires everywhere. You want to slip some jizz, there's dude. punk girls slam dancing. Those alleys. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. all that wetness ain't just water. Graph. It's like. It is like the sidewalk in Paperboy. There's so much. There's a tornado coming through. There's kids on fucking little bikes. It's 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 crazy. Billy goes to this condemned building where I guess him and his friend squat. He got some burgers from McDonald's dumpster. So yeah, don't you throw those in your backpack? Of course they've. I mean, people have kept McDonald's burgers in jars, and it takes them years to decompose. So right. they're they're going to be good for after a couple of days. Right. And Mitch is like surreptitiously behind him, you know, watching him, follows him in this window. It takes a brave man to go skulking in a condemned building in an all white suit. Because, you know, yeah. he never gets dirt. Uh, one of the things I noticed about the condemned building, they go up a fire escape into the second or third floor, and then it cuts away, and they're now suddenly in underground maintenance tunnels. <laughs> It's uh, very much the logic of that one, I can't remember, it was a dystopian movie we did a while ago with Red Brown, I thought. When they climb up, they go through a cave system, and suddenly they're in the rafters. Yeah, that was, uh, no, that was Ginty, dude. Oh, it was Ginty, you're right. Yeah. It's so funny. I'm glad you noticed that. Again, this is why he's a field agent of ours. He's got the eye Various for details. Stilts. Yeah. And he, we're, could, he could beat you in a slap fight. Oh my God, Chris! Tell tell everybody you can read eyes like the best of them. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's all part of the job. Exactly, right. exactly. So yes, he's in a like a boiler room. He's in it. Maybe is this the the commando house? It's been condemned. Because... Yeah, we've passed through a dozen warning building condemned signs. We already know. We tell you guys about it every fucking week. Abandoned buildings. Nothing good happens in. But oh, somehow electricity is always working. Yeah, half of the, 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 the warning signs that it zooms up close to, to emphasize this is a dangerous structure, you can barely read because of how Dutch-angled it is. It just cuts <laughs> yes. off half of the words each time. Yes. But all the utilities work in this condemned building. There's water, there's electricity. There was? Yes, there was, because yeah. there was light bulbs that kept flickering. Oh. Yeah, the kids had playing, candles, which is the yeah, fire hazard. playing that... Uh, that one electric sound of it, stock sound effect every time the light would flicker in the background behind Mitch. Great Foley work. 
So the kids are just in the mood lighting because the kids had candles in their room. They were like doing a Wicca thing or something. It's early nineties. They might wait. Is it early nineties? It's mid, early nineties. Something like that. Oh, it was late nineties. Yeah. It was so DD's over. They're probably into tarot cards and shit at this point. They're Magic pro- the Gathering. Yeah. They. Oh my God. They were doing a seance to Magic the Gathering. I why they got kicked out of their house. The parents are like, I don't want this devil shit in my house. A hundred percent. Maybe they called up the Zargthor through their demonic fucking... Maybe it's from hell. Where's oh the immortal when you need him? Lorenzo. That, that's what... Well, like I said uh, in my notes, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is a tie-in to the immortal. But I'm pretty sure these kids... Like you said, these kids summoned the Zargthor with their Magic the Gathering seance circle, so their parents are right. Maybe their parents shouldn't have canceled them, though. Because they got canceled. They're not allowed to be in their house anymore, right? canceling it was, works it was a different time bro. i can't follow the rules of canceling different time you could throw your kids in the street nobody cares <laughs> we learned that from our renegade episode that homeless girl and the vampire <gasps> so they had a great bowl of m&ms that they kept reaching into yeah and so mitch notices this frail little meek boy oh sir i'm scared rah, 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 rah. and the zark the texas little frail boy and mitch i think does absolutely nothing Mitch gets like pinned to a wall for a second. Okay, the okay, the lighting, the the droopy shit hanging all over the place. Yeah, we've we've and learned that Zarkthras love that young, fresh, young meat. They're pedophiles. We've so, been building this up. It, so yeah. when it attacks Mitch, it goes, "Ugh, you're old." Yeah, so that's why it leaves Mitch alone. Yeah, it basically just starts like slapping him frantically on the back. You can, if you listen carefully, you can just hear hear him just going. Uh, you can't make him really go for the microphone, but yeah, he's basically just like no, that, that picked up great. back his shoulders and then runs away. It sounds like you actually piped in the audio from the episode. That was that was perfect, and we know that's not from uh, Hasselhoff's back because Hasselhoff is all muscle. It would not make that kind of sound. It'd no. sound like you were hitting a piece of steel if you did that to Hasselhoff. Oh, but yeah, uh, yeah Hass. Hats just looks kind of confused. It, this is a confusing moment for, you know, a man who thinks he's hunting a Navy SEAL dog to be attacked by a hobo werewolf. He knows Ryan and Tiger right now. Yeah. Like, holy shit, it's a Zargatha. And so he, I guess, calls the police. He makes a run for the exit first because he's trying to, he's trying to help out this kid. He's like, how do I reach this kid? So he runs after him, and he has to. He gets to that ladder, the escape ladder, and he's so slowly and gingerly, like a forty-five-year-old man would have to. Murray, you Son can speak to this. You know, Fuck. no, I won't. I'm forty-seven, so I can't speak to it. But you can tell us about how gingerly you should go down a condemned building's escape ladder, especially when there's earthquakes. Yeah, point. And he gets to the bottom. We learned that you don't even need an earthquake for a building to collapse just a couple days ago. <laughs> oh, Florida, tropical. Florida, looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> we have the best infrastructure. <laughs> so they call the cops. Mitch calls the cops. He's like, this is out of my jurisdiction. This is Baywatch Day. This Let's is Baywatch Night. Let's just go ahead night. and say it. He gets to the bottom and finds the kid dead. Yeah, the kid's dead. He didn't care. I didn't care about the homeless kids, let the cops. <laughs> I like that you are building up how little we care about homeless people. No, just homeless kids. Oh, okay, okay, so adults you care about? Yes. Kid, okay. I'm a, I'm the opposite of a Zargtha. 
And of course, the detective's like, what do you want me to do? My job? I can't send guys in there. It's a condemned building. Throwing up the wrist lock again, Mitch. Hands tied. And Cindy's like, I don't give a shit. I'm a social worker. That's practically a cop. I'm going in. And he's like, be my guest. And the Mitch's like, well, I'm a lifeguard. That's, oh, that's even more like a cop. I'm going in as well. Whatever you want. The cop's just like, dude. All, all of the detective's boys are standing around, and they're like, what, what are they doing? Don't they realize? And the just like, hey. And they all do the hands-tied signal to each other. Oh, sit around the car, and you know what? They just pop on the radio and start listening to the top 40. Casey Kasem was still around back then. It's good, good listening. They were listening to Rush. Oh, they were listening to Rush? Why Rush? Rush Limbaugh. Oh, Rush Limbaugh. I don't even rush the fan. <laughs> so as soon as they go in, another earthquake hits. But they continue on. So you got to save these kids. Now, let's just confirm this. Chris, when you're hunting a werewolf, a Zargatha specifically, do you ex- So we need to clear the air on this. Is the earthquake Zargatha related or is it just a coincidence? Like when you're hunting Zargathas, do you experience e- earthquakes as you get closer to them? No, no, it... it, it- it just happened to be coincidental that uh, uh, that the only earthquakes that seem to happen throughout that entire series, to my knowledge, happened during the Zarkva episode. It's just okay. inconvenient plot timing. Um, yeah, anytime oh we we've, we've gone after them here, uh, it's it's usually been pretty pretty steady. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to have uh, have any sort of major major uh, earthquakes here in in Texas on all of this flat. <laughs> land on clay that has bad foundations and, and all that crap. Exactly why werewolves live in Texas because they fear earthquakes. Exactly. Oh God, it all makes sense. There you go. Every how how does everything? Californians shuffle? are going to Texas because of taxes. Werewolves are going to Texas because of no earthquakes. Yeah, the oh Yugoslavian God, uh, werewolves that took the truck over to over to L.A. are migrating over here with the Californians. Oh Somebody's got to build a wall, is all I'm saying. These werewolves. I'm curious, because last time I was in Texas, I noticed there was In-N-Out Burgers, and that's a California thing. And when I talked to my uh, family about it, they said, we don't fucking shop there, because that's California. And you don't California are Texas. I wonder if those In-N-Out Burgers are run by lycanthropes. Makes sense to me. Chris, don't say anything about this. We know you got to stay quiet. Mum's the word, like you said. So we won't, yep, we won't help you on this. Hand, he get, my God, he gets, gets it. it. Gets, gets it. it. Teague and Ryan show up. Teague just immediately runs off somewhere. Like, he runs into the building, and you never see him for the rest of the episode. <laughs> then you yeah. even realize that. Yeah, I didn't notice like, that either until the second viewing. He, just, he makes a point of showing up, doesn't say a single word, and then vanishes. <laughs> poses, runs off. He probably got crushed by like some debris with the earthquake. So Teague's dying as they're just wrapping up the episode. Now, I was saying earlier that he operates between worlds. He, I was thinking maybe he's the fucking Zargatha. Like, why, that's why he knows so much. I was waiting for that reveal. Oh. So you're saying we need to bring back Baywatch Nights. Herman Productions said that season this episode. three. Oh, yeah, we probably did. They can do a Twin Peaks. We can do a Baywatch Nights. Oh, well, yeah, of course. And we won't waste 17 hours of your life, people. <laughs> we'll get straight to the Not monsters. waste. 
great material. Please. Baywatch Nights Season 3 is going to be amazing, though. Teague runs in, disappears, because he fades into the trash lodge. Ryan's like, look, look, everybody, this is, this is wolf hair, but it's from extinct wolves. These wolves died in 1850. How the fuck does she know this shit? It's like looking at a microscope. I don't know. Is she, uh, I forget what they call him, the guy from Chew, where she can taste the wolf hair and be like, know everything about it? Maybe. Because you know, all those people in movies where they just dip their finger in the blood, and they rub their fingers together, and they taste it a little, and somehow they can get something yeah. from that. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, you're right. I might be honest something. We're into a world of just all kinds of shit, so why not comic books uh, logic as well? Well, Teague was helping her out. Maybe that's his thing. Maybe she can only get so far with the microscope, and he's the taste tester. Maybe. When they go back to the seclusion of her quote-unquote lab... He lays her down and, like, mind melds with her or something and gives her the knowledge. So it seems like she researched it, but actually T is taking advantage of her or something? I don't know. All things we're exploring in Season 3 of Baywatch Nights. All I know is another earthquake hits, and this time it pins Cindy and uh, Mitch. Mitch under some debris. Whoo, boy. You think it would just make this whole building collapse. It just makes no. the upper levels collapse. Yeah. Uh, toilet drops on Mitch and pins him to the ground. This is like a big shit. This is like a double deucer. It's like a double toilet so two people can shit while holding hands. And Mitch is like disoriented. He looks down the hall. He sees this body. He thinks it's one of the kids. Yeah, he's dressed like a grunge kid. So, of course, and he just like, assumes. Kid! I like Nirvana. Come here. Help us. Pearl Jam's my favorite. Get through to me, kid, and get me out of here. And, oh, my God, it's the Zargtha. And, he, and Mitch is like, whatever you, you can eat, Ernest, don't kill me. And the Zarg is sniffing him. He, he knows Mitch is old meat. Yeah. He, this, this woman's a little fresher. Now, I got I to gotta ask Chris again. Since you are probably hunting for Zargatha sometimes, does this trick still work? Like, do you sometimes pretend to be a teenager? Like, you get, you get your fidget spinner out and you, you tick-tock all the time. Does that still work, or is that still something that it's too effective you can't talk about it yet? I don't really know too many, uh, too many teenagers with a mildly receding hairline, so it's a little hard for me to pull it off sometimes. But, but in the right lighting with the right hat, yeah, you can pull it off, and you can you can trick uh, Azartha into into uh, uh, being lured into your trap. Okay, we're gonna put a warning on this episode in the show notes. Everyone reads the show notes before they listen. We'll say no Zargatha, just so they don't know that you're hiding as a teenager with a hat on. Yeah, no, that would that would absolutely work. Flat build hat, something that says like Yeet on it or Coomer. You blend right in. They'd be like, "That's a teenager." I don't. I don't even. Exactly. I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah all, so, all teenagers have a coomer hat. There we go. So that'll work. Okay. So uh, the 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 Zargtha is like, "You're old. You're boomers." I'm not going to fucking fuck with you guys. He just fucks off. Yeah. <laughs> he gets in, he smells their butts, and realizes they're old. Because yeah. old people have a certain smell to them. Yeah. They go, nice, yeah. <laughs> like sour milk. And he's like, nice try, Boomer. Takes off. <laughs> and then Mitch is like, Boomer! And then throws this fucking concrete. That's a racist turf! <laughs> throws the concrete off him. I'll show you a Boomer. Oh, God. Yeah. And then they... they, they Go ahead, Chris. The, yeah, the, 
the Hoff does a very convincing job of uh, of just groaning and grunting as he's shoving this clearly styrofoam block of concrete off of him. Why he's an act? That's why he gets the big yeah. bucks. Baywatch and Baywatch nights. So they start searching for the kids, and they hear some talk about cumin or whatever the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> and the delicious spice cumin. So Mitch goes, ah, I'm Boomer this, kicks the fucking door in. Yeah, you're right. The kids are arguing about the cumin. And he's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. We're not leaving here, man. Earthquake, you want to be in a condemned building when an earthquake's happening. Yeah, you stand in the doorway of a condemned building, and that saves you from earthquakes. And also, there's Zargatha out there. We summoned it with our Magic the Gathering cards, and we know it, and we're not going to go out there. Unless someone's willing to sacrifice themselves. Of course, Mitch is a hero. He's like, I'll do it. Yeah. He fucking slicks his hair back. I'll do it. And they're like, Mitch, come on. Yeah. You're, you're, you're like a 50-year-old man. You're not going to trick any fucking... I, I, some people say I look like I'm in my 20s. No, Mitch. You're old. Come on, man. Lily finally gets a pair of his own nards. Yeah. And goes, I'll do it. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of running. That's why I think... That's why I this ugh, this is oh, fucking. A, we got Murray in a tizzy. This here. Episode annoys me because there's no resolution. There's like you're thinking Lily has some kind of connection to this fucking Zargtha because it keeps following him. No, none at all. The Zargtha, yeah. and then I was waiting when they finally kill the Zargtha for it to turn into a human. No, it just dies. <laughs> and they wrap it up. Yeah, Came back just- to this episode. Yeah, it, um, yeah. There, there's there's absolutely no connection, so it makes me wonder. Maybe, maybe he is one of the only remaining homeless kids left in L.A. because it's already eaten all of the other ones, and because the police's hands are tied, nobody cared. <laughs> so that's why it keeps going after him. Unfinished business, maybe. But yeah, no, there is in, was... the, in the actual episode itself. There is no connection. It's just. It was the only actor that they could find to play a homeless kid, even though he looks like he's in his 20s. Yeah. He just looked like a gun. He looked like he could have been in Kickboxer 2 and gone to Sasha Mitchell's class to learn. Uh, you're you waiting know. for it to be like the Zarkthrust's his brother or some shit. Right. He's trying to protect him. Like, no. he, like we said, he might have been a you know a immigrant from uh, southern mountains of Zanzibar or something. Yeah, he, so Lily's like, talks, oh, sorry. Yeah, er, earlier on he talks about how the reason he can't go to the police is because he's worried that they'll send him back to his home. So maybe his home yeah. is uh, is Yugoslavia, and maybe his uh, or, yeah. or maybe his home is uh, is where the the Zargtha lives or is from, and that's why he's, right. he's so afraid to go back. It's om- it's playing it really well with like our whole interesting situation with like migrants uh, or uh, immigrants here and how they don't want to go to the police because they're afraid of getting deported, even if they're legal immigrants. I think he lives in a Zargthor family. He's like the Marilyn Munster of the family, where he's like the one normal one, and they're all Zargthors. Okay. And God, they, this. Oh my God. And they give him shit because that's it. It's not even like abuse. It's like they just rib him a couple times because he's just a normal. He's a normie to them. And you can't take it. All this shit we cover, it's just like one thread away from being a complete episode, and we just come in and we tighten that thread, bring it all together. I wish the writer thought about this as much as we have, because because this is the most anticlimactic, limp dick ending of all time. Like, (laughs) like... 
Lily draws the fucking monster out. It slowly stumbles towards him. Yeah. Mitch just goes, ah, and then it jumps on it. Yeah. He's struggling with it. The Zark says, like, throw Cindy down, because she comes at it with that fucking uh, 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 letter opener. Yeah. Mitch grabs a fucking pipe, still water, like, there's still running water in this Kenem building. Yeah. Hot water on top of it. There's a boiler working, because steam's coming <laughs> off of it. He grabs it. I thought he was going to spray the Zarkthar. No, he grabs the pipe so he can put a head scissor yes. on the fucking oh, It's such a mess. I'm glad you got as much detail out of it as uh, as you did because I couldn't figure out anything. The camera is shaking, shaking the right. whole time. And there's no earthquake happening. It's just the camera shaking. My drama mean has worn off at this point. I can't figure out what the fuck was going on. I'm glad you did. Oh, my God. So, Lili finds his opening. He grabs the letter opener, stabs the Zargthra, and he pulls it out. I thought when you kill a werewolf, it has to, like, stay in the body or it won't die. We got an expert here. What happens, Chris? Yeah, yeah, he, he made a bit of a critical error there. Yeah, you're supposed to leave the, leave the silver in the body because uh, if you take it out, or especially if you take it out too soon, it will... It, well, it, it, it'll recover and come back and crawl away somewhere else. So it leaves it mm. open for a potential potential sequel. Like you never, mm. it, they, yeah, he just pulls it out. The Zark the crumples to the ground, and then they just kind of kind of fuck off. So you never really see what happens to the body. So Zark the yeah, it, it could have does not off. turn into a person at all. Yeah, you're waiting for that. You're waiting for them to like roll it over, and it's like, oh my god, it's it's Teague or it's somebody. honestly, I thought Billy was gonna be a Zargatha. It's Zargatha. Zargatha. Why do you keep putting an A in there? Because you've been doing it all episode. Because I'm good at. I'm words. trying to be subtle about it by saying it properly, so you would pick up on that. But since we're getting near the episode, I have to slam you. You gotta it's slam Zargatha. You gotta be. You gotta throw anger at something that makes sense <laughs> that you can change. I get it. Oh my god. Well, considering um, but, uh, just about every other name in this episode, maybe it is Zargatha. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was going for, and that's why Chris is on the episode. Um, I'm loving it because all I'm hearing is season three's just got another fucking episode. The return of the Zargatha. Mm-hmm. It should have ended the episode a little howling. Or a ring finger just kind of tapping away, a cane in a foggy doorway. <laughs> yes. Maybe a helicopter. <laughs> helicopter being shot down. So the they air. get, they finally get everybody out. The detective's like, hey, did you do my job for me? And he's just like, uh, yeah, I kind of did. There's a dead body up there. Yeah. Well, what about the dead body? Is it? Was it? Was it? What is it? What is it? I'm not going to tell you. Why don't you go find out for yourself? Do your own research. <laughs> and he's like, fuck, I am. I ain't doing shit. Oh, man. And it just ends with, the, like, these, this Zarkthor's bodies, that, that's set up for that sequel. Right. They don't go to check to investigate. Zarkthor's yeah. gone. So again, Yeah, Chris, they just go also, ahead and summarize it. They also could have set it up for the more more classic werewolf thing, because Cindy, uh, or the, the social worker, gets... Like, she almost gets her hand like chewed off by the Zarkha. So she has an open wound from it and uh so she could probably become one if that right. doesn't get taken care of. And that never gets addressed either. 
Uh, instead, we yeah. just get the detective saying, I ain't going in that filthy building. Hey, Frank, go in there and do it for me. And then the, right. the credits roll. So open-ended storylines here. Sargatha's not dead. You've confirmed this, Chris. Sargatha's not dead either. <laughs> still do it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Zar- Jury's still out of the Zargatha. That's probably still roaming somewhere. Zargatha. Zargatha? It is. A, it's, a, it's a stupid fucking I'm word. I'm sorry. It is so stupid. I, I add the A to make it less stupid this than is, And we don't want to confuse this with a Vorvan, which is a space vampire. Oh, my God. Please covered. don't add more words to this. Um... <laughs> so open-ended storylines we have happening here, and uh, we've got Cindy. Cindy now she's probably uh, a Zargtha, yeah, as well. We'll um, never know. Maybe they're the they probably thought they had a great idea with the Baywatch Nights Paranormal, and they thought we're gonna have we're gonna have plenty of seasons to explore this shit. Right, so that's why they didn't really go into it right there. Right. All right, well, Chris, any more closing thoughts for this uh, this tippy-tap? I believe we were supposed to say it at the top of the episode, tippy-tap 28? I'd say 28, yeah. 28 sounds right. All right, closing thoughts, Chris? It was, it was a fun episode. Maybe maybe not quite the best werewolf episode of any like particular Supernatural series. Uh, I, I do have a particular fondness for the, the one from uh, uh, Kolchak the Night Stalker from a couple of decades prior. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a fun one. Uh, bring some drama mean cause the, the cameraman is drunk half the time. <laughs> and I'm pretty certain that Cindy doesn't pop up in any other episodes cause I didn't see her listed in IMTB. Um, but there's an interesting <laughs> were, uh, um, werewolf connection as far as the casting goes. Cause the guy who plays the Zartha, and I, I talked to you guys about this before we started the recording, uh, the guy who plays the Zartha in this. Uh, was the werewolf stuntman for the 1987 TV series called Werewolf. Um, And so he apparently did the stunt work for a bunch of other movies and TV shows, including just being like a guy in makeup and and rubber monster masks uh, and just just jump around, do front flips and crap like that. I I fucking love it because you, back in the day and shows like this and 80s movies all the time you have all these stunt people who you love they have great looks really young you know where they just wanted to be stuntmen they just wanted to be background guys I, I fucking love that you pointed that out because I respect these guys like crazy the guys who just jump in there they wear the awful costumes and all that and instead we get shit now like Fast and the Furious where it's just video game characters doing shit instead of real people yeah seriously no practical effects no real stunts nothing and it's it's a total bummer it's hard to come up with good action movies and modern day and that's why we set out on finding them because it's hard to find i mean at least mad max came back and did practical effects but still that also had a lot of cgi too yeah yeah Yeah, for a lot of the practical effects you have to go looking for the more lower budget um indie filmmakers um actually pretty good um filmmaking scene around here in the the dfw area of uh texas um yeah Mostly a lot of a lot of horror people, from my understanding. I was I I was talking to our good friend of the podcast, Mike, about this, you know, a week ago, and just horror has progressed so well. They still have like their different levels. You can still get all that fun schlocky horror and everything, and 
action I just don't think has that anymore. You get you get your awful high budget action movies, and I that's all I can find. But uh, Murray, yeah, I think we're ready to close off another beautiful tippy tap episode. Of course, we. It's so good to have all these field agents who are just experts on these different uh, right. fields and everything. Of course, we do a whole horror month, so I'm sure we'll see Chris again during that. He kind of got the wheels stirring. On, we already mentioned it a week or two ago about our whole Rucker month. He's got that started, so we'll probably have him back on for that. But it's incredible how we yeah. have all these talented agents out there. Yeah, and um, I'm glad you guys you guys uh, you guys brought me on. It was a it's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, if you guys decide to bring me on for for one of the the Rutger Month episodes, I'd be glad to. So, yeah, (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure you'll get that. I wouldn't say it's all their work. I think we have an amazing ability to find talents. You're right. It's the eyes. We're the Simon Cowell of podcasts. Yeah, we're feeling you, dog. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm That's the other guy, but go on. Yeah, but... <laughs> You're mixing them. It's fine. So, uh, thank you, Chris, for coming on. You did a great job. We appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome, and thank you for having me. Going to wrap this up? Sure. Griff. And uh, until the next Tippy Tap, of course, everybody, have a good night. Have a pleasant tomorrow, Sunday morning. Hello, because, of course, it's coming out of Sunday, 10 a.m. Get those eggs ready. Get this podcast in your ears. And look forward to Wednesday's episode where we cover College Kickboxer, one of the greatest unknown movies of all time. Available on Tubi. Available on Tubi for very free. Check it out. Check it out. And until then, we have no sign-off for Tippy Taps. There you go.